Are you wondering about blockchain and how it's going to make a difference to supply chains in the future? Well, John Trask, he is the blockchain guru. He joined me on the show last week to talk all about blockchain, what it means to you as a supply chain professional, what it means to the supply chain industry as a whole, and what machine learning has to do with that and how that's going to help us into the future. If you missed it, don't worry. We have you covered under podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. What is quality assurance? SQA believes that quality is getting what you paid for. Quality is spectacular, iconic, heroic, patient safety, safe flights, and astronauts to space. Quality is worldwide. SQA has a global footprint that supports complex and highly regulated supply chains. The partnerships SQA has created over 25 years have benefited through integrated strategies where SQA is able to support clients on an annual basis. Each year, SQA works with its client partners and their suppliers in over 70 countries, deploying a robust network of over a thousand associates. SQA understands the complexity and challenges within a global supply chain, and our clients have seen that the results from SQA exceed their internal efficiencies. Annually, SQA performs 3,000 audits, 150,000 hours of component inspections, and 35,000 hours of engineering supplier development. Quality is what you put into it and how great you want it to be. For over 25 years, SQA has been a leader in assessing, monitoring, and improving supply chain performance. Quality is SQA, so come and join us. You can visit us at sqaservices.com. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This week, we are kicking off a new mini-series in partnership with Fastenal called Not Just Nuts and Bolts. You are not going to want to miss that. I have been blown away about how much Fastenal does in supply chain. You're not going to want to miss that. It's going to be every Thursday afternoon in November. Today, I'm super excited to welcome a woman in supply chain to the show who is a senior manager in logistics for a huge fortune global 500 company. She has incredible industry experience across many sectors from tourism to tech collected from pretty much every corner of the globe. I will tell you who it is, but not until after a word from our sponsor. Our Women in Supply Chain episodes would not be possible without our sponsor, Apex Global Logistics. Apex Logistics International Inc. is deep rooted in diversity and culture. Led by their own Women in Supply Chain CEO, Elsie Kwan, these values are why they have partnered with with Let's Talk Supply Chain for the Woman in Supply Chain series. Apex is recognized as one of the fastest growing top 25 air freight forwarders in 
the world with a network of over 2,500 global employees in more than 70 countries. And now let's get to the question of the week. So the question of the week was, what are some resources that have helped you in your supply chain career? And people came out in droves. We had a lot of Great comments from everybody. John Beglino, my growing network and community of fellow supply chain enthusiasts. James J. Curtis, incredible resource that changes your mindset on how to approach supply chain. And there is a link over on the LinkedIn post that I created, but it's go.onenetwork.com and it's about theoretical minimums digital supply chain. Uh, Madison Mobley, I've been knee deep in SIG certifications, highly recommended. Awesome. Larry, books and certifications and education have played a part, but mostly re most recently it's positive people and their growth mindset and willingness to fail. I love that. Jenny Fromey, hard work and the people I have met through that work. Prakash, um, he has to say, sometimes it's the people you come across whom are able to help you attain your goals in the form of mentoring or guidance. Joselina Peralta, um, she says, in terms of key resources, we'll say that industry events like NACES 2020, Forge, GWSCL 2020, that did an excellent job quickly adapting to virtual forums post-COVID, keeping networks and information exchanges active. Also, our podcast, Let's Talk Supply Chain, has been a great consistent source of real-time valuable resources. Awesome. Thank you for that. Andrew Johnson, for me, it's been having an honest group of peers around me that give me unfiltered and timely feedback. Natalie Christian, I've learned so much by taking a lot of chances to gain experience. I've learned what I don't want out of a position, company, or team as much as what drives me forward. Amazing. Lisa Fenton, Supply Chain Canada is a great resource. Yes, they are. Naomi Garnis, podcasts like Let's Talk Supply Chain, books and networking. Alvaro, good mentors and challenges, good boosters to learn and develop. Uh, Stephanie Schrader says supply chain management dojo. So scmdojo.com is also a great resource as well. Thank you to everybody who responded to our question of the week. We are here every single Wednesday morning on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with our question of the week on Wednesday mornings. Now back to today's podcast and the dynamic woman in supply chain I have with me today is Carolina De La Paz. From an early interest in engineering and logistics going all the way back to education level, Carolina has gone on to have an exciting and varied career in the industry. Now as a logistics leader at top IT company Lenovo, She's channeling all that incredible insight and experience into creating robust and effective logistics operations across Latin America. Today, Carolina will be talking to us about her career so far, her many inspirational achievements, and her long-standing love for logistics. So welcome to the show, Carolina. Thank you, Sarah, for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. And I am really excited to talk to you today. I mean, there's so much that we're going to be talking about today. And I think 
that our listeners and the audience are going to get so much value out of this conversation. So let's go ahead and start at the beginning. So you have a degree in international business and you went on to do a master's specializing in engineering and logistics. So what was it about the industry that attracted you? What was it that made you want to pursue a career in supply chain from such a young age? Well, first, let me just start saying that I have been always being curious about the international, right? I mean, just getting to know the other languages, other cultures, traveling, that was the main driver for me to get into studying international business. And then when I w joined the workforce as, you know, Mexico, it, it's a manufacturing largest industry in the country. So just understanding how that manufacturing process works, it was just the logical step for me to do. Um, my first job, it was on an import and export. It was in a really small company in my hometown, but that taught me the skills that I needed to be an entrepreneur. And then I moved into a bigger company in the automotive industry. And in there, I learned the hard work needed to be on the real manufacturing plant. I mean, rushing into deadlines, uh, make rookie mistakes as well, uh, correcting those mistakes. Uh, I, I do remember very well. I, I think I, I'll never forget this experience on running through the production lines on a Saturday, 6 a.m. in the morning, making ready and and making sure the products were available for shipping. It was all fun. I learned a lot on, on, on that experience. But overall, those experiences were the ones that opened my eyes and allowed me to see the different roles you can perform within the supply chain. And that, that has been and still is the most exciting part. I love that because I talk to people all the time. So I get a lot of people coming to me and asking, you know, what courses they should be taking or what they should be looking at to get into supply chain. And my answer is always the same. You need to get in and you need to try different things and really figure out what it is that you like to do, what it is that you're good at and what options and opportunities are in supply chain for you. And it sounds like you did that. Yeah, it is true. I mean, you, you never know what is going to make you happy or what is going to open your interest if you don't try it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you just don't know unless you try. So in some of the research that I've done or that we did leading up to this uh, interview, you have had some really interesting experience. You were an assistant on a research project. You worked on the logistics side of a tourism project between Mexico and China. And am I right in saying you lived in China for a year? Yes, you're right. <laughs> That's amazing. And you even volunteered in activities for kids with cancer. I mean, that's all amazing. And from the outside, at least, it seems like you followed your passions, your interests, and your heart, really. So why don't you tell us about those years and what drove you and what you learned from them? Yeah, I mean, I, I can say that I've been following my heart and what seems right at the moment. I mean, my driver is just do everything with passion and looking for 
do and learn new things. Um, when I was still in the university, I found a local nonprofit organization that was focused on helping people and the, the families of people with cancer. So I am I'm personally related to the, the disease. Uh, so I wanted to contribute and to do more, right? So uh, me and my friends, we got together and created a program to visit the kids at the hospital. And it was, it was really, I mean, small things for us, right? I mean, going to the hospital on a Saturday, Sundays, um, giving them some company. Uh, we took books from our houses, read the books to the kids. Uh, have, we, we gave them some company as well while the parents were taking a rest. You know, that being in the hospital can be pretty tired. So yeah. we were in there just saying to, hey, mom and dad, you're good. We can we can take care of for a couple of hours or your kid. We're going to read a book. We carry our TVs and our DVDs and we put movies to the kids. We dress out as clowns. We make some jokes. We, we hire actual clowns to make these uh, balloons figures to the kids. So it was really small things, but we, we put a lot of heart on it. Um, it, I can say that that has been one of my greatest experiences. It was very, very fulfilling for me. And, and I wish I have more time right now to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's amazing to hear about not only your career in supply chain, but also, you know, what you're doing from a volunteer perspective and being a part of the community. So you lived in China for a year. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What made you make the move? Yeah, living in China has been my big adventure. Um, arriving into a country when where I didn't speak a word of a Chinese, and, and for the last, I will say, couple of weeks, for the first couple of weeks, we communicate with the people by just doing signs. Right? I mean, wow. uh, it, it was really uh, fun, exciting, and scary at the same time. But living in a culture like the, the Chinese culture, that it's so amazing on, on experiences, it's so amazing on history, it just changed you as a person. I just grow not only on knowledge by learning the language. We were studying Chinese the whole morning. And then in the afternoon, we started the economy and culture and the way on doing business in there. But I, I also grew on a personal level. I made amazing friends in there. I get to know myself better as well. And I was surrounded by and guided by very talented people that taught me a lot. Um, during the weekends, while we were staying in there, we attended some international expos where we actually put a stand of Mexico and showing the culture and promoting making business with Mexico and promoted Mexico as a country to visit as a tourism. 
Awesome. I love that. And so you were able to not only grow personally from that experience, but also professionally. And you were able to really showcase, you know, the business opportunities between Mexico and China, which is really not something that we talk about in supply chain, but is a huge part of supply chain. I mean, international trade really is supply chain. And being able to understand the cultures and be, being able to showcase your culture as well to them from a business standpoint is huge. And that's what supply chain is all about. So of course, now you're with Lenovo and you've been there for 10 years, I think. So tell us a little bit more about what you do for them and how did Lenovo become the next step in your journey? Well, yeah, I mean, um, from every experience that I have, I, from living abroad, volunteering, even running a marathon has taught me to hard work we need to ha to work hard and in, in order to achieve our goals so when i moved into monterey from my hometown i i just knew that i wanted to join a global company and while doing my research i found lenovo made an application and a couple of weeks after that i was i was in i mean the fun fact is that i knew lenovo since my time in china Back then, under the name of Legend, that was the Chinese name, uh, but the way that I, I like to call it, it, it was Destiny. Um, and now I have been in, in the company for almost 11 years, and I can say that it has been a journey. I started as an outbound analyst in the Monterey Manufacturing Plant, and my first job was, um, as an analyst, I was helping the team to coordinate uh, the outbound operation, so making sure the trucks were available, pickups were on the schedule, chasing the carriers if, if they didn't show on time for a, for a pickup, um, driving all the people in the floor crazy with all my questions. I was trying to really understand the business and really understand how the company was, was, uh, was doing business and how the operation was performed. So I was driving all the people crazy with all my new ideas in, on how to do things. But that, that constant curiosity made me to make a, the big, another step, a bigger step. And then I moved into the provider management team. Um, so I, in there, I learned how to deal with rates negotiation, contracts, suppliers, um, their performance, and in very it was very interesting position and very demanding as well but that taught me and to be polite and strong at the same time and i i need to say that i was the first woman in the worldwide team that took over one position like this at least that i'm aware of wow that's amazing and i guess you know in that journey and, and starting at lenovo that must be where you really found your voice it is. It is. They allowed me to have that voice, not only to have it, but to show it. And that, yeah, that's so important. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the company has been super supportive with with me, and I'm very lucky to to being able to be on the position that I'm that I'm in here right now. Um, the position that I have right now, it's. Um, I'm the senior manager for logistics in Latin America for the Latin, for the Spanish speaker countries. 
So my team and, and myself, we handle the international freight from the sources of supply from the manufacturing plants into the Latin America countries, except Brazil. Um, and after that, we took, took charge of um, warehousing the final mile until the final delivery to the customers. So my job requires constant interaction with the country general managers, with the sales teams, with the execution teams. So I can say that I, I have very exciting days, um, but I, I'm as well surrounded by a very talented and committed team that supports the whole operation. So in every step that I have done in these 11 years in Lenovo, I have learned from experiences, but as well, I have learned from others. I, I am lucky to have on my side, supporting managers and supporting team that, as you say, have allowed me to speak up, to raise my voice, to give my opinions, to share my ideas. Um, the team and my managers have pushed me to give the extra mile, to give, Amazing. to reach the limit, and then the next limit, then the next and the next and the next. I'm, I'm just grateful for to have their trust. Yeah. And it's, and it's so important. You know, we talk about the team around you and we talk about, you know, people helping to create that path. And it sounds like you've had that and they've been really, they've embraced your voice and your ideas. And I love that. I mean, you don't hear about that very often. And so it's nice to hear when something like that has happened or is happening. So you mentioned a lot of responsibilities, right? International freight, distribution, transportation, cost, all things massively impacted by the COVID crisis. How have you and Lenovo weathered that storm? And is the crisis comparable to anything else you've seen in your career so far? Well, it, it is a crisis indeed. Uh, I think we, in my, in my short career, it's totally different from what I have lived before. Um, and I, honestly, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone that has been in the industry for a longer time have lived something similar. Yeah, no, I, w I would agree. I mean, it's it's not something that we've ever seen um, previous to this, right? Like it's it's something that is so new to everybody and everybody's just trying to navigate it, right? It's massively impacted companies around the world. But it sounds like you've got a really good team that can really help sort of navigate what that looks like. And so what else have you learned about the industry in your career? I always say, you know, it's ever changing. Um, so what progress have you seen specifically as a woman in supply chain? Well, what I, what I feel is that the passion that we have being in logistics, because we need to have that passion to be in this industry. We, we need to love the chaos within it. We need to feel comfortable on making quick decisions and smart decisions as well. So that's, that's what I love about logistics, about, about the supply chain, that you cannot have a routine here. Every day is a surprise. And every day, you can, you can make something different. Um, I do think that the world is changing. Pre-COVID and post-COVID are going to be totally different things. Um, and as women, we're getting more involved and more visible in the supply chain as well. 
if I take a look on, on data, I can see that if 37 of the 2020s Fortune 500 companies are led right now by female CEOs. So that, that means that the world is it's going into the right direction. And this is our momentum. And we just need to take advantage of that. Yeah, I do think I that this is, this is the time to sit at the table and, and just move up in the ladder. Yeah, and even try and even find your voice, right? I think now is an even more important time than ever for women to find their voice and to put themselves out there and to take that risk um, so that they are heard and their ideas are shared and their perspectives are can be lived. Yeah, and I can see as well more men and women embracing that diversity, right? Embracing that change. Uh, the idea not not only in Lenovo but but in the whole industry. When I when I started my my role as a manager, I remember that many of my peers were in the entry level positions, right? Uh, and that's what where you see the more the more female presence on the operation execution. But now, if I take a leap on time five, six, seven years later, then I can see more female presence on a managerial role. So that, that gives me hope. That gives me the, the reality that something is changing, that we're doing something right. Every time I'm, I sit in a meeting with other females in there, I just feel proud. And I, yeah. I think that, that the world is changing. Yes, not on, a, on the speed that we would like to, but we need to do more. And this is our time for us to do more if we want to get into the C-suite. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's going to be people like you that are also going to help create that path for other women in supply chain. You've had such a great career so far. I mean, you've lived in different countries, you speak three languages, so you are really, really accomplished. Do you think that as a woman in supply chain, as a Latina woman in supply chain, that there's an added pressure to be an overachiever just in order to keep up with the male dominated pack? Well, that, that's an interesting question and interesting concept as well. Um, I will say that in our Latin American culture, especially here in Mexico, we're very family orientated. And in some uh, regions, still the woman stays at home and the man is the one going out for work. It's The man is the provider, right? Yeah. I think that we're still living under an unconscious bias. Sometimes mm -hmm. that bias is the one that either doesn't allow us to grow or not asking for opportunities to grow. I was, I was reading a couple of days ago, a uh, um, study from McKinsey that said that for every 100 men promoted to manager, only only 85 women were promoted. And if you look deeper into the data, it was 58 black women and 71 Latinas. Hmm. So 85%, I will say is a modest sign of progress. But again, I just need that we need to take bigger steps on that. 
my view yeah. is that we need to advocate for ourselves. We need mm -hmm. to change our own bias and start putting that table, that discussion into the table. My view is that we are just on the first step of a marathon. We need to bring the discussion that. into the table and make this a two-way conversation as well. As you said, we need to bring that mail pack into the same level of engagement and understanding on the value and benefits that having diversity in the top levels can bring. I mean, this is, this is, this is not a race for a marathon. I love that analogy. And I really like what you said, right? You have to start asking for opportunities. You need to start advocating for yourself and knowing who you are and what you bring to the table and having those discussions. I think, you know, for us to really move the needle forward, we need to have communication. We need to bring them into the discussions And we need to bring everybody into this, the discussions because it's not about gender anymore, right? It's about culture. It's about diversity of thought. It's about diverse, diverse perspectives. There's so much more to it that we need to start sharing. We need to start having these conversations and sharing for us to really, really move that uh, marathon forward. Yeah, it is. And it needs to be both ways, right? I mean, this is not a fight either. So we, we need to be on this together as a, yeah. as a society. Yeah, and collaborate a little bit more. I mean, women are tend to be a little bit more collaborative, um, but you're right. It's not a fight. It's, it's a movement. It's a discussion. And it's the way that the humanity needs to go. It is. So, you know, we already spoke about how you found your voice. Um, and I think that that's always a defining moment in a career, especially for a woman in supply chain. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the challenges you had in the, had in your career, or maybe there was some risks that you took in your career and how did you, how did you ov either overcome those challenges or how did you decide to take the risk? Well, I would say that going into different positions within my professional careers have given me a little taste of different areas and different people and different personalities as well. So one of the, the biggest challenges of, at the beginning of my career was being the only woman in, in the table, right? And, and, the, and the younger person in the table as well. Um, that, of course, at the at first sight was of our year. But as you mentioned, right, we need to be aware of our own strengths. We need to believe it ourselves first, and then we need to show it. We need to create that sense that we belong there. We need to be sure that we belong there, we earn it. And we are in these positions right now because we have the capabilities for mm -hmm. doing that as well. And that's what I'm, what I'm trying to do with my peers as well. Okay. I will say that at the first sight, I was not even sure that I have the whole capabilities, but day to day, and we, we need to live day by day, one day at a time. Just learn this, do this, accomplish this, and then move on and move on and move on. And every step we do, it's going to make us closer to the finish line. Um, the challenges in a male 
dominated industry, I think I'm not the only one that have been gone through through those. Um, we need to speak the same language. Uh, we need to learn how to create that empathy. We need to, and in both sides, right? I mean, men and women, we need to be, uh, we need to create that empathy in, in both ways. Um, but as well, we need to learn how to be respectful from each other ideas. Um, our minds just work different. And we need to be open to hear new ideas and new ways of doing things. Absolutely. Being open-minded and collaborative. I love it. So on your journey so far, what have you learned about yourself and what does the future hold for Carolina? Well, I want to keep growing. Um, as a person first, I want to keep a healthy, happy life. I want to reach a long marriage. I want to teach my kids the value on hard work and the joy of a, of a success. As a professional, I want to gain more knowledge from experience. And of course, I want to get into a more senior leadership position. But as well, I want to give back. I want to start building a legacy, something that my family, my company, and myself can be proud of. In my, in my journey, I've had great mentors, amazing people that have helped me to get into the right direction, to follow the right path. And I want to become that for someone. I've been working for a year already in Lenovo in a, in a project that we call Woman Enhancing Logistics. The short name is Well. So Well will help us to tackle diversity in logistics mainly in aspects of, such as leadership, management, operational activities. But we as well want to create a network for support and empowerment. And we'll have the participation of women that are currently on leadership positions into the supply chain. So we want to see more women as role models in our industry. I can tell you that since the moment I had the idea on making well, working on the concept, the content, meeting the women that are going to participate with us, I can say I'm very excited on launching it. And in Lenovo in logistics, this is going to be our first step for our own marathon. And I'm I'm really I'm pretty sure that it's going to be a success. I love that. And I can totally hear all of your passion. And I can't wait to hear more about this program. Is it just for Lenovo or is it going to be open to the public? And when are you going to be launching it? So for now, it's just for Lenovo. It's an internal program. Uh, of course, I'm at my wish. And, and, and if I say my, my, in my Santa Claus letter, I can, I can ask him for opening for, into the public. I would love that. The, the more people we can reach, the more impact we can do. But for now, it's just Lenovo internal. And we're going to be launching that in November this year, the first session. Nice. Well, congratulations and good luck with that. It sounds like it's it's a really amazing program to really have, you know, management get really involved in bringing up the next generation of 
you know, the, the team, right? The employees at Lenovo and getting them, getting everybody involved in, and figuring out what that looks like, figuring out what everybody needs and how you can support, you can support and empower. And so good luck to you because I think that that sounds like a, a really, really great initiative. So finally then, what advice do you have for girls and women looking to follow in your footsteps? I would say that follow your passions and work hard. This is a race. This is not a race, but a marathon. Stay focused until you reach your goals. Listen to your inner voice and follow what makes you happy. If something doesn't work, then turn out the page, move on. Every loss is as well as, as, as opportunity to learn. I am very fortunate to have the support of my family, my husband, my kids, my friends, the company I work for. So I encourage everybody to find their own supporting network, do well, and reach for the sky. Awesome. I love that. So follow your heart, have some goals and work really, really hard. Carolina is an impressive woman. And I think that we can all learn a lot from what she's talked about here today. So don't forget to connect with her over on LinkedIn. If you'd like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you, especially under the Woman in Supply Chain series and on the podcast in general, because we have featured the best and the brightest in the industry. So head over to letstalksupplychain.com either on under podcasts or under Woman in Supply Chain. Thank you so much, Carolina, for coming on the show and sharing your, your journey with us today. Thank you very much for the invitations. I'm glad. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you're keen to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. So head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest. We also have a category filter. So if you're looking for any of the companies that we've had on the show as a solution to your challenge, just filter it by any category. And don't forget to come back next week as we will be, or I will be talking to KBX Logistics about what they are doing in trucking and you're not going to want to miss that. If you enjoy our podcast, there are a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, the SC Supply Chain TV, or even subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. Visit ships.com and sign up. We are in full beta and if you are a forwarder or an importer exporter that wants to streamline the pricing of your air freight and ocean freight shipments, gain access Access to more choice worldwide and use utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks, then you won't want to miss out on our platform. So head over to shipz or z.com. 
You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And don't forget, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, remember to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts and we will feature you. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.